3: Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: Yeah, it's that time again. Sports Overnight America, a different kind of show. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. We're heard on Sirius 217, XM203, all those apps. I love tune in. American Forces, gals and guys, you stay healthy. Sports byline, sports map. And radio stations, of course, like KSHP 1400 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Joined by the world's worst sports handicapper, Mark Mancini, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans, uh, art source. Uh, my good friend, attorney Laura Snoke, will talk about <laughs> all things Dodgers and all things uh, sports. And, of course, we'll play some barren sports trivia and find out what these guys do or do not know. Big story, a very sad story, White, Charles White. Uh, Of course, uh, the all-time leading rusher at USC, a Heisman winner, and uh, played in the pros too, of course, for Cleveland, and later the Rams uh, passed away. They said cancer. I'm sure cancer played a part in it, but uh, bottom line is, for the last five or six years, apparently, dementia. How do you get dementia? CTE. How do you get CTE? You get hit on the head a lot. He wasn't the fastest guy, but uh, so he had to hit hard when he was running the ball, and he kept running and running, getting hitting and hitting. All right, so... Art sources told me we've had this guest on before that there are helmets out there six seven thousand dollars a piece that uh, can stop some of the CT even if it can stop five or ten percent it's worth it in my opinion however let's let's go backwards I played pop or football we didn't have those helmets how many kids at eleven or twelve have, can afford six or seven thousand dollars then you go to uh, uh, maybe uh JV football, then varsity football, then uh collegiate football. I mean, a lot of these kids cannot afford six or $7,000. I think you don't have those helmets. You don't play. Meaning the NCAA pays for those helmets for every single kid who plays collegiate football because the NCAA gets damn rich. Understand. I, I, if you disagree or agree, I would love to hear from you. Sportsfrederdao.com, sportsfrederdao.com. Listen, you know, uh, Bullfighting. let just throw this out there for, for just an example. Bullfighting, okay? Big in Spain, big in Mexico. Other nations, Argentina, Cuba, stopped it. Why? It was an ugly sport, heinous sport. You know, you know we're not bulls. We don't deserve to die. They didn't deserve to die. They stopped it. There were some places where they still have bullfighting, but it's a no kill bullfighting. All I'm saying is save lives. Not just our lives, animal lives, pet lives, go in that direction. That's not continuing in this uh, downward trend that we're in in 2000 now 23. Also, a big story, of course, again Trevor Bauer. Now the Dodgers have released him. Probably nobody's going to pick him up. He's going to sue for collusion and make a a billion or two. His lawyer is going to get rich too. I'm back with more on Sports Overnight America right after this.
5: This special report is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Summer is here, and Burger King will help you beat the heat all season long with the newest frozen Fanta flavor. What is it, you ask? Well, the mystery has finally been solved. The newest frozen Fanta flavor is Strawberry Shortcake. Its color may be electric green, but this cool drink is packed with juicy, refreshing strawberry flavor. Easy for grab-and-go adventures. Frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake is your sidekick to summer. Whether you're headed to the park, the beach the pool or just trying to stay cool stop in or hit up the drive-thru at burger king and try the chilling thrilling frozen what the fanta strawberry shortcake for just one dollar plus tax it's no mystery that your refreshment is guaranteed so go ahead quench your thirst with a frozen what the fanta strawberry shortcake for just one dollar plus tax only at burger king have it your way not valid in alaska or hawaii this special report was brought to you by coca-cola
6: Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive. Which is like having a goalie, a 7-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one. Which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because... You know, defense. Forced Metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
0: Straight Talk Wireless knows there are plenty of reasons you might need a new phone. But switching to a better wireless provider doesn't have to be one of them. Keep your own phone and save when you switch to any Straight Talk Wireless plan. Like our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with unlimited high-speed data and 5 gigs of hotspot. Plus, nationwide 5G. Keep your own phone. Switch to a better wireless plan. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and KYOP kit. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com.
5: Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down,
4: Hey, welcome back. Sports overnight America. I'm Fred. Email us sportsfred at AOL.com. Later, attorney Laura Snoke, good friend Laura Snoke, Dodger fan Laura Snow, We'll discuss uh, what's going on with uh, Trevor Bauer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But right now, the guys are with us. Uh, Mark Mancini, the world's worst sports handicapper and a Padres and Pirates fan. And uh, Art Source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. We have to start with Art on this one. You played with Charles White. Uh... Uh, All time USC uh, rushing leader and later, of course, uh, and Heisman uh, winner, of course, and later on the National Football League, with the Browns and the Rams, they they say he died of cancer. And of course, uh, cancer had to play a role. But what about the fact that the last six, seven years, uh, dementia through CT and art? We've talked about the helmets. Talk about the helmets. Talk about what we can do. And tell me if you had kids, uh, would you let them play?
7: Uh, You know, he was 64 years old. The man played with reckless abandon. He was, as John Robinson said, the toughest football player he ever saw pound for pound. The guy was five eleven, 185 pounds dripping wet, but built like a stallion. He got stronger as the game went on, Fred. He, uh, he had a passion to play the game of football. It translated into other parts of his life. Um, You know, we need to we need to really come up with a helmet that protects these guys. I've seen too many of my friends now who get into their 50s, 60s and 70s, then they lose their faculties, whether it's CTE, dementia, whether it's, you know, turning to drugs because there's a lot of pain that goes on in their lives. Um, It's scary, but there are helmets out there that can change the course of football. That can save the game of football. All
4: right. So a lot why, the the, why psych- is the, the National Football League Let's start there? Why is yeah. the NFL right now spending the six or seven million dollars, seven, six or seven thousand dollars on everybody having a helmet? Why shouldn't right.
7: they buy? Why 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 wouldn't they buy the well, company, fund the company, yeah. figure out ways to make these helmets that are protective? You're seeing, and nobody's talked about this, Fred. You you look at a lot of the players that have these new helmets that have the, the visor on it. They don't have the top bar. These are all guys that have had concussions in the past. They're not even discussing it or, or bringing it out. You have to, you have to go behind the scenes to figure out what's really happening. Um, it's a, it's a very sad situation. There's billions and billions of dollars. Now, you know, you got guys like, you know, Mike, Kevin Warren, who's going to go become the CEO of the Chicago bears, which was announced. He signs contracts, you know, with these networks for hundreds of millions of dollars. There's no reason why the powers that be in collegiate and NFL haven't figured out a way to protect the players and then make the helmets available to the younger kids, which are the future of the game. Um, It's something that I think needs to be really, really looked at closely. And if they don't, I agree with what you say, Fred. We will not see football as we know it within the next 20 years?
2: Well, first of all, I, I I don't know what's going on these days. It just seems like we're losing people left and right. Jeff Beck, uh, we lost another ball player. We, you know, only Charles White, uh, Lisa Marie Presley. I mean, it just, I, I can't figure it out, but I will tell you. The,
7: the American government said today there's a link, a link between the actual, the actual vaccines And stroke and heart attacks. That's pretty scary. That came out breaking news at 3 o'clock, which was yesterday, Friday. Wow.
2: Uh, But I will tell you this, guys. The NFL is going to be like heavyweight boxing. We grew up with that. We grew up with the Rocky Marcianos, the Kenny Nordens, the Muhammad Ali's, that whole thing. And you see where that sport went, the heavyweight side of things. It fell off a cliff. I'm telling you right now, three decades from now or sooner, the NFL is going to fall off a cliff, too, and we're going to be playing flag football.
4: All right. Well, what about? I said that, you know, many times on this show, and I I agree with you 100%. What about boxing? Uh, What about hockey? Uh, There's concussions. They're not wearing those kind of –
7: Hockey's
2: actually doing a great job. Yeah, I hockey's mean, done it. You go
7: ahead and talk about it, Mark. They've done a great job with their helmets. I've
2: now. always said, and nothing against Jackie Robinson, Bird and Magic, but you show me another guy that's transformed to sport. And God rest his soul, Pelé up there with Brazil. But Wayne Gretzky is the ambassador of the National Hockey League. Look at all these cities in the West Coast that's taken it. And you know what? They can say what they want about Bettman but he's kind of taken out the fight into a certain extent. He's made these guys wear helmets. He's got rid of the Halloween mask with the goalies. And he corrected the mistake with the throat guards for the goalies too, after Milarchuk laid on the ice with a skate cutting his throat. But the, all these other sports have tried to, tr- you know, baseball is, you know, p- putting a time clock in it. And football has never really addressed the, uh, the
4: helmet issue. I'll I tell you another problem. And again, Art, uh, you, you played the sport. Do you understand? I played, Yeah, not all the way up, but I certainly played every day of my life as a kid. If you're an athlete, you think you're tough. Tua, obviously, from the outside looking at him, should retire. Mark, is there any chance of Tua retiring? Or is he going to say, hey, I'm stronger than the average person? I don't care how many concussions I've had. Is he going to be back next year? You tell me.
2: Well, it's never been a knock. you know. And I don't want to take it that way, but I've always said guys that are like, Five 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 They they they, they oversee a defense and, and and play consistent in football. I think you know they're just not cut out. You need them big six five pocket passer types like Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. But I will tell you this this might open up an avenue with what happened earlier this year with the Miami Dolphins and the Doctors and and all that thing. You, you talk about look at Mark. What
7: about the Steelers when when he got hurt, yeah. Pickett get, got get hurt and they put him back in the game in the next series. What was that all about? They're supposed to have tests and independent doctors on the sidelines. I mean, here's a kid that's 25 years old with a future ahead of him, much like Tua. And and what are you rushing someone back? I mean, we're talking about someone's ability to rationally think. You're talking about the guy loses motor control. This is not something to be joked about. And, And I mean, now they're looking at it really closely, but the bottom line is, You know, somebody has to step up and and, and take the protective, you know, devices. And there are things out there that can medicate, that will help the concussion problem. And you know what? The NFL has billions and billions of dollars. Step up and spend a dime and and, and take care of the guys that made the shield, the NFL shield, what it once was, okay? And, you know, I, I understand the new owners don't really care what Franco Harris did or all that stuff. I see that point. But the bottom line is the creativity of the greatest sport in the world right now, or at least in the Western hemisphere is, is the NFL. If you want to protect the game and grow the game, you need to take care of the players. That's as simple as that. And Fred, what are your thoughts on that?
4: No, I agree a hundred percent. I don't think they will. I don't think the NCAA will. I mean, obviously the same thing can happen, uh, on the collegiate level, and, uh-huh. and the same thing can happen on the high school level. But until we spend the six or seven thousand dollars per helmet, we're not going in that positive direction. We're putting kids at risk. If I'm a parent of a 14 year old kid, I'd say, Over my dead body, are you going to play football? You try basketball fine, you try baseball fine. You're not trying football until some changes are made. I would have said this, you know, we've said this well, on this show and other shows it's flag football down the road. There's no question about it. I don't know if it's going to draw. I don't damn care if it's going to draw. I care about these people living a normal right. lifespan and they're not doing so. Mark, go ahead. Well, and not only that, maybe it's the same people that sent
2: TCU to the championship game and looked like roadkill for Georgia. I had a friend that paid a thousand bucks for that crap and he left it there. Just before halftime. And he couldn't even tell you it
7: either, Marky. I
2: I said that, that can't, that uh, TCU didn't belong when they got beat in that game against Kansas State or whatever. I said they should have never sent these teams. The Coastal Carolinas, they don't belong in there. You can't send them up against an SEC team, boys.
4: Well, again, that that was a that's an aberration. We've never seen anything like the sixty-five to seven. Uh, <laughs> How about those two right? semifinal
7: games? Though they were pretty
4: well matched up. That's what I'm saying. They were. So I mean, I I think it was it was a total aberration. So Everything let me ask went, you
7: this, Fred. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go to a ten team or sixteen teams. Um, you don't think you're gonna see blowout games like that in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> you go. Go to you know the, this big expanded format in, in college yeah, I think, football.
4: I, I think so, but I mean, it not, nothing like sixty-five to seven. I mean, the better team will win most of the yeah. time. That's why. Right. You, that's why you get points if you're betting uh, uh, the underdog. But uh, it was an aberration. Thirteen
2: wasn't a whole lot of that game. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but went.
2: Fred, if you if, if Georgia uh TCU played ten times, I would think Georgia would beat them at
4: least nine out of ten. Maybe. But, <laughs> but 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 on but, but on the other hand, you'd have probably said, and you did say, I think on this show that Michigan would have beaten yeah. TCU. And they didn't. Yeah. Okay. So well uh, that
7: game, there's a couple of yeah, calls in that game that were a little
4: <laughs> itchy. All right, we're gonna take a break and come back to some Baron sports trivia. Later, good friend Laura Snoke, attorney Laura Snoke will make an appearance all straight away tonight on sports overnight. America.
6: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
4: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sports Overnight America. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com. And now it's time for Barron Sports Trivia. Aaron, sports yeah. trivia, of course. Uh, trying to prove what these guys do know or don't know, and of course, every time we do this, we ask uh, Art Source at 126 years of age uh, what mes- medicinal, legal medicinal method he is using this evening to answer some of these questions correctly. Arthur, what's the uh, the answer here?
7: Well, I got this new stuff, which is a memory molecule called ac- ac- acetylcholine, ACh for short. It's from mulberry silkworms, and the, the chromium and the biotin and the bi, biacolin make up a lot of great things for your brain. It's something that's really new coming down the pike, and I just got my, my paws on it, so we'll see how I do in the show tonight. I feel fantastic.
4: <laughs> All right, you're, uh, Mark, are you ready for question number one? Well, I kind of feel like Carlos
2: Correa. I'm going to try to stay in one city with my $350 million instead of going to two other cities and
4: getting down to $200 million. All right. Which U.S. president played football and was a good football player for the University of Michigan? Which U.S. president played football at the U of M? Oh, Who? yes. Gerald Ford. Gerald, Why, why Gerald Ford? Why do you say Gerald Ford? I, I don't know. I, I,
2: I just I kind of figured and I kind of figured he was a Midwest dude. I'm going to hang my hand on Gerald Ford. Final question. I don't need a lifeline.
4: Right, You're 100 so, percent
2: correct, Mark.
4: Gerald wow. Ford took over, of course, uh, for Richard Milhouse Nixon. Wasn't, wasn't he a center in show.
7: Michigan, Fred? I
4: think. Yeah, center and a guard, yeah. Both, yeah, there you both, go. Both, he played both positions. Uh, of course, there was a great TV show last year uh, called First uh, Wives. of uh, yeah. and, and one of the uh, three uh, uh, presidents they talked about uh, was Gerald Ford and uh, his existence and uh, how his life changed uh, and whatever. And uh, he lost to Jimmy Carter, of course, in uh, 1976. Of course, his
7: wife had the Betty Ford Centers for for people who had drug problems, which was a wonderful thing.
4: I thought it was a great show. I don't think it's coming back, though. I don't know why. Okay. Um, Art Source, you ready?
7: I am ready, baby.
4: Okay. Uh, Who was the very first NFL quarterback to throw for three hundred yards or more three times in a season. Ooh. Who was the very first NFL quarterback to throw for three hundred yards three times in a season? And it's not it's not way back. So it's uh a
7: little little a little closer to the modern days, so. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I got I got three guys that came to mind. Okay. Sammy Bob, but when you gave me the hit, I had to throw Sammy out of there slinging right. Sammy Baugh from TCU. Right.
4: right.
7: And then I then I had Otto Graham. Right. Because Otto Graham could whip the ball around the yard pretty darn good. And then I came up with one, one of my favorite coaches, because I remember the old NFL films. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? He used to play with Bob Waterfield. Uh, I
4: think I like oh. Norm, Norm Van Brocklin.
7: Norm Van Brocklin. That's who I'm going to go with. Norm Van Brocklin.
4: Okay. No, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Mark go with Dan
2: Dan Fouts.
4: Dan Fouts, the University of Oregon, uh, and of course the Chargers. Um he's a Raider.
7: Wow, the mad bomber, Daryl LaMonica. Monica. Wrong.
4: Ken Stabler. Keep going. When I saw this, you, I I was totally shocked. George Blanda. Wrong. <laughs> well, the guy
7: that uh, got Tom the
2: Flores. Fruit, the guy that got Wrong. The guy that got screwed by the Raiders, Derek Carr? Wrong. What year did he play, Fred?
4: 2002.
2: Jeff
7: Constell. Oh, it's uh, Gannon.
4: Rich Gannon. <laughs> now, you could you could wow. take, honestly, without the clues. Ten would a lot of right? money at the bar <laughs> on that one. <laughs> when, I, when I saw this, <laughs> I said to myself, that's not right. I mean, you got to assume I mean, he was a good quarterback. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But he's not the quarterback yeah. you'd think about. would be the very first to throw. 300 yards three times in one season okay wow uh, uh mark mancini first african-american heisman winner first african-american heisman winner who might that be mark mancini uh oj simpson Orento james simpson incorrect but not bad not a bad guess because he won it in 68 uh uh, art, uh, any thoughts about the first African American? Right oh. No, you had your well, yeah, 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 yeah. Art,
7: you give me a hint.
4: <laughs> uh, the hint would oh. be Jim, the, the hint would be Jim Brown.
7: Okay, so it was the kid that died uh, of of cancer, uh,
4: my, my, uh blood my, disease. My favorite player of all time, Ernie Davis.
7: Yeah, Ernie Davis. Yeah, so, he was awesome. So it's
4: 1959. Syracuse is playing UCLA, the Coliseum. My parents, the little kid, my parents took me there. And UCLA was pretty good that year, but Syracuse walked them I think 35 to eight or 36 day, And Ernie Davis became my hero. Okay, so now it's a few years later, I'm in junior high school and we just played a, high school basketball, a junior high school basketball game. And I have my transistor radio. And Jim Healy in 1962 says, I'll never forget this is it true that ernie davis doesn't have mononucleosis it's much much worse and i walk home they, I, the, the bus stopped and i could get off and, and walk home and i walked home and i told my mom what do you think she said i don't know i hope not uh, you really like this guy and I, boom, boom, boom. of course it was leukemia and he never had a chance to play in the national football league and ironically and uh, Sadly, three years later, my own seven-year-old brother died of leukemia in the Culver City Hospital, August 23rd, 1965. So, uh, Winnie Davis has always been, you know, when, when my brother died, it was like, oh my God, you know, it's like, what's going on in my life? You know, and again, you know, we talk about Lisa Presley and this and that. And she had lost her son just a couple of years ago. He shot himself. The bottom line is, when you lose, a parent is not supposed to see a kid die before they you die. don't want to bury your children. Please. It's not supposed to happen. And when it does, our my life changed, and my mother and dad's life changed. And uh, my mother, in fact, wished herself cancer, which she managed to. She won that bet. She got it. Okay. Wow. Now, so Ernie Davis was the first African American Heisman winner. All right. Who was the only winner of the Heisman? This is our question. Who was the only winner of the Heisman to be on a losing team? Paul Horning. Paul Horning, 1956. And, of course, Jim Brown had better stats. But Jim Brown was African-American. And Paul Horning played for Notre Dame. Irish were 2-8 that season. And Horning wins. The Heisman. And no. you will
7: never, ever see a 2-8 team. I don't care how good the wow. guy is, a player with the Heisman.
4: Oh, I yeah? got to
7: meet Paul Horning, and boy, I'll tell you what. I met him at the Ohio, uh, the Columbus Touchdown Club, and uh, wow, what a guy. I mean, this guy, he was with Alex Karras that night, and I think both of them got suspended for gambling from the NFL in the early 60s. But I'll tell you, Paul Horning was one heck of an athlete and a good-looking guy. In when he was younger, he's no longer with us, but he was a good football player. He could, he could kick, he could punt, he could throw. I guess he did everything for Notre Dame that year, except mop the, mop the except, locker room.
4: And except win.
7: <laughs>
4: wow. Okay. You mentioned Alex Karras. So I had a job of uh, interviewing a famous athletes at a very young age and uh, everything was going fine with Alex Karras until I asked him the following question. Uh, if you had to do it over again, would you have stopped gambling if the NFL had told you to do so? He hung up the phone. So wow. um, And so I never got the interview. Well, We we, you know, we had a short interview. And then in 1976, out of college, I was on a show called Break the Bank. And Break the Bank had some favorite famous celebrities on answering the question, some of them correctly and some of them incorrectly, to fool you. Alex Karras was one of the... Uh, celebrities on the shows that i was on and uh i remembered that and i was hoping he didn't remember that uh i never met him there on the show because you had to stay apart uh, but he uh from the celebrities but uh actually won four nights on that uh show break the bank uh, did he remember Tom Kennedy. what
7: did he remember,
2: remember
4: yet? Yeah. I would never, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. He didn't act you know, you know, let
2: me tell Man. you, those players got short memories because I know when I used to cover the Padres in the day, they would know who the reporters were were, were giving them problems and they would they would I said, wow, you guys got long memories. And yeah, they would remember some of these guys. And
7: long memories and short batting averages. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. OK. and In about a minute, we got to talk a little bit about Carlos Correa. Yes. Uh, Art, uh, who do you blame? I mean, the point is he had a chance to sign, re-sign with Minnesota, didn't do so, went to San Francisco. And then they found some uh, what, foot, ankle problems, ankle, the you know. ankle problems. So what's the, what's the deal here? And he's back with Minnesota now. Art, so
7: or- Here's how you take care of that, Fred. You sign him to a, a four or five year deal. And then if he's okay, four or five years from now, then he signs another one. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, the giants could use him in their lineup. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of players that you could put in that category. I mean, I think the guy's a great shortstop. I don't put him in the top three in, the, in baseball, but he's going to hit your home runs for you. And I'm happy for Minnesota because Minnesota is a ball club that can use a really great player in their lineup, especially in that division. The Detroit Tigers just brought their fences in. I don't think it's going to help them much. I think it'll help the opponents more than them. But I mean, if you look at the divisions in baseball, the one division that, you know, you could probably win, when you look at the White Sox, the Twins, Cleveland, although Cleveland has a great farm system, I mean, you want to be in the AL Central. So I think it's good for Minnesota.
4: All right. We're going to come back with Laura Snoke, Attorney Laura Snoke. We're going to discuss, uh, oh, the Dodgers and uh, Trevor Bauer, whatever his name might be. And I, I, anyway, <laughs> I was going to call him something else, but I won't here on Sports Overnight.
5: TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No?
4: This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship.
6: Mm -hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need.
4: Boxes? Yep. Mailers?
6: Yeah. And we have UPS here in store.
4: What will Staples think of next? (laughs) Right? No, seriously, I'm asking what what will they think of next?
5: Staples is your one-stop shipping destination. Now get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five of the same item in store or online with one-hour pickup. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com shipping for details.
3: Ask your provider or an online prescriber if KolaGuard is right for you. Or visit KolaGuard.com.
1: I'm in.
5: Get back to business and start the year strong with an HP printer from Staples. Like the HP LaserJet MFP M234SDWE printer. This compact, multifunction printer features blazing fast print speeds. It's the fastest two-sided printer in its class. Plus, with the HP Smart App, you can print, scan, and copy from anywhere. And Staples has the best deals on a full range of HP printers. Right now, save up to $100 on the HP LaserJet. But hurry, this offer is good this week only. Offer good in-store and online. Ends 114.
4: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Sports Overnight America. I'm Fred, and you can email us at sportsfred at aol.com. We've had my good friend Laura Snoke on, attorney Laura Snoke on many times on this show, and there's so much to talk about. I've got to tell you up front, big time, lifetime Dodger fan, dot, lifetime UCLA fan. So we'll start in that direction. Um, what do you think at this point in time, Trevor Bauer? Now they've released him. I think there's a collusion case here. If Nobody picks him up. Uh, I don't think any team's going to pick him up because that team's going to look like the, the scummiest of all clubs. What do you think's going to happen?
8: Uh, not to disparage my profession, but there are certainly going to be a lot of lawyers that are going to be looking at that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, the legal case against him is very interesting. I haven't read the, the guidelines under the MLB, the MLB guidelines. I haven't read those. Um, but I have read the the statutes you're talking about, and I understand why he wasn't prosecuted. And I mean, there's there's a lot of issues that are intertwined here with, you know, I spent about 25 years volunteering at, at a domestic violence legal clinic, and there's a really a fine line between consensual action and domestic violence. And I do, I do applaud MLB for taking, I think, a principal position on it in their policy. Um, and we wouldn't even be talking about this, of course, if he wasn't a really good pitcher, right? <laughs> I mean, if he was just some B you know, yeah, pitcher, yeah. it wouldn't matter. Yeah, right. um, so, you know, collusion, if you're colluding to pers- to, uh, to continue to support a policy that is part of the MLB policy. It's not collusion, right? Let
7: me ask so, you a question, Laura. Now, this is just a question I came up with. Could baseball force one of the teams like the Rockies or the Angels or the Houston Astros to take a guy like this as opposed to having to deal with a half-a-billion-dollar collusion lawsuit or a billion-dollar lawsuit? I mean, this is something that you have to be aware of in these modern day times. I mean, you know, there's backroom deals being done all the time. That's just a thought I had. What are your thoughts on that?
8: Well, there, there certainly are, as you say, backroom deals. I mean, there are agreements. I don't think there, I haven't, like I said, I haven't read all the agreements between MLB and the teams. I would doubt very much if MLB had the authority to force a team to take a player. But as far as a deal that could be made, I mean, you know, we have a in our society, you can pretty much make any deal you want, as long as it's not against the law. So or against public policy. So I I think that that could that could happen very easily. Um, Trevor Bauer, you know, I don't know how much money he actually, what, about 80 million? Did he lose from the contract with the Dodgers?
4: No, no, he didn't. He he ended up making uh,
8: Uh, 64 million dollars. So he lost 36 million. He lost 36 million. Yeah. I mean, that's real money.
7: (laughs) When you make 64, it doesn't seem as bad, though.
8: (laughs) Here's the thing, guys,
2: that I got a problem with it. I don't see gray areas. I usually look at things black and white. And I know the sports are different with the NFL and Major League Baseball. But when Deshaun Watson, uh, abuses are in every massage parlor in Houston, Texas and the Cleveland Browns turn the other way, and give them 230 million. And it's a long They're story. Indeed. now. Nobody. Yeah. But, but how does a guy like Trevor Bauer get vilified with two or three women compared to a guy that's abused 80 women at any court of law across this country? Would try Deshaun Watson probably more so than Trevor Bauer.
4: But wait a minute, wait a minute. One, one was violence. One necessarily wasn't. I mean, I don't know what happened. Allegedly, what I don't know what happened in, in the state of Texas. I don't hey, know. Right, but much- if it
8: was violence, why didn't they charge him with that?
4: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this well, is. Let's go, because, let's, go
8: to, let's go to Laura and find out well, why. Because yeah. there's a there's there's a fine line between what is consensual. I mean, this is the this is the key here in the Trevor Bauer case. I know Trevor Bauer's attorney, by the way. And uh, I can understand why she, how she prevailed in the arbitration because there, there was, there's a, there's a fine line between consent, especially if there aren't any witnesses. Now there's also the issue of coercion, which I, you know, can obliter- obviate consent. I mean, it gets. Sorry about that, but it does get into very a lot of gray areas. You know, things are not. So black. it
7: does come down to evidence. And, and actually, comes
8: down to evidence, and yeah. it comes down to credibility. And with Deshaun Watson, you know, there was were these massage masseuse, masseuses coerced? Because I mean, there what like Fred said, there wasn't any violence. It was sort of like you know, dirty old you know. Let me show you my thing. <laughs> you, know, you know, were they yeah. coerced because he was a a,
2: a star, you know,
8: superstar? Like. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Only they can testify to that. Well, but Laura, Laura
4: I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you. A question. Fridays, Los Angeles Times, Dylan Hernandez. wrote an article that nobody (laughs) in the dodger organization he didn't pull pull any punches not nobody in the dodger organization taking responsibility for the mistake in the first place now as a dodger fan you are i am even though i've got my san francisco uh, jacket on today uh, tonight so hot it's so cold but the point is what about that 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 nobody in the front office is taking responsibility how did what, what listen if they vetted him at all, they had to know his background. There the three teams, Arizona, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Bottom line is, he's a talented pitcher. They all got rid of him. There had to be a reason. You talk to some UCLA players that played with him a decade ago. I did. They'll tell you what kind of guy he was. All right, so why isn't anybody taking responsibility in your favorite team, the LA Dodgers?
8: Why? Well, yeah, I mean, because they don't want to affect ticket sales. I mean, because they're cowards. Because okay. they, yeah, I mean, for all of the reasons that, you know, we, we can all expound on. It has something to do with legal issues. I mean, it, yeah. basically, they. and I, I thought Dylan Hernandez, I thought at the end of the article when he said, he said, you know, the Dodgers have the highest attendance rate in Major League Baseball. So why are they going to mess around? You know why they why they signed him initially? I don't know. Do you think they have any input from the players? Because my understanding was the players did not want him initially, did not want him to come back. Dave Roberts uh, didn't want him either, Laura. Roberts didn't want. And I don't know how much authority well, Robert really well, has.
2: Laura, let me ask you: Being a Dodger fan, and I know Fred is as well, but why is there an exodus with these eight, nine guys that just got out of LA and Cody Bellinger, I think will be the national league MVP, get your hard hats ready in Chicago. But why is there an exodus of players not wanting to come to Los Angeles? And Cody Bellinger was offered the same money in LA that he took in Chicago. Is it the analytics? Is it the platooning? There's going to be some underlying thing why well, the Dodgers can't get anybody to play
7: Andrew here? Andrew Friedman.
4: <laughs> Laura, what do you think? What, yeah. what, uh, you what, know, what I do haven't
8: th- really thought th- th- about th- that. that because I was focused. I focus- was focusing on the fact that they really couldn't make a deal with these players. That they're they were concerned about. I think they have this dream about signing Otani, which. You know, I mean, it's not like they're going to be the only suitor, right? <laughs> I mean, right let, know, let me, let me
4: throw, let me throw see you see. another question, Laura. Let me throw you another question. This week, Johnny Cueto, who's a number two or three pitcher in any rotation, signs with Miami for eight and a half million dollars. Now, the Marlins draw 900,000. They drew 900,000 <laughs> last year. The Dodgers threw, drew three point eight million, so more than four times as much. Miami can afford eight and a half million, and the Dodgers couldn't. Bueller's not going to be pitching for the Dodgers this year. Cueto would be a guy who could replace Bueller at least for that year. Why didn't they go after him, uh, Laura? Please explain as a Dodger fan. I I don't get it.
8: Well, I mean, thanks a lot for asking me to explain you about your organization's disability. Well, I have an idea too. I think it might
7: be because he's Hispanic in the Miami market. I think he'll help them draw. Okay, that's the number one thing. Wait, Although there we, are we, a lot we, of Mexican American fans in LA, right? Yeah, so. I don't
8: know. I, you know, I, the Dodgers' uh, behavior this off season has really been inexplicable. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I really, I can't explain. You explain it. I don't know. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Do you
4: think enough Dodger fans will be turned off? They'll they'll lose in attendance. Or do you think Dodger fans will still show up in the same numbers as they have forever here in Los Angeles?
8: I think it like anything else. And, you know, sports are entertainment. I mean, they're a particular type of entertainment, but they're entertainment. And L.A. is an entertainment town. Believe me, there's plenty of entertainment here. So, I think it will depend on uh, what, how the Dodgers do. I think if they lose a lot, they might lose some fans, but there's, they're not going to lose an appreciable number of fans.
4: I think cause... they're going they to raise the price of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
8: I don't know, well, but the re- but the recent studies show that that is probably the worst thing you could eat. So exactly. maybe we well, should all stop eating hot dogs. They're doing us all a favor by well, raising the price. Did, of it. Well, exactly. you, you know, like they raise taxes on cigarettes.
2: Guys, they are making news. McCourt's in the news with the gondola. That's been the big thing this whole winter.
8: Oh, the gondola, yeah.
4: Let me ask you a question, Laura Snoke, Dodger fan historically. Um, ah. the Dodgers win 111 games last year. If you're going to set a number for 2023, how many games do you think the Dodgers will win this season coming up?
8: less
4: than <laughs> well, no 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 come on eh? we know less but we know fewer but just how what would i'm going guess?
8: with 96
4: yeah, 96 higher Laura, higher or lower than 96 uh pr- i i i think probably right around 96
8: 98 who knows i don't know i don't know you're, not a, you're, you're not a gambler huh i could win no, no, money I'm on gonna, this show
2: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to tell you Laura Fred and I the like like The Pittsburgh Pirates will win more games than the Los Angeles Dodgers. The world's worst handicapper has spoken. <laughs> yeah,
4: well, I, maybe say hey, we a, a contradiction. Right, Laura. Got our, La, back. Yeah. Laura in her last minute. Mark is a big Padre fan. Yeah. Who finishes first? in the Western division, Dodgers or Padres or Giants, but who do you think is going to win
8: it? I don't know. Who's, I don't know what the lineup is going to be. There's still time for the Dodgers to make some moves. They still have some pretty good players. I mean, they still have Freddie Freeman. They still have Mookie Betts. Um, the Padres have a really good team, but I think they had a chemistry problem last year. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to bet against the Dodgers yet. Although the Padres do look pretty formidable. I thought the Giants looked pretty good till they when they were flirting with Korea, but now that he's yeah. gone. Wow. How many games Everybody are, how many
4: games are Ed day. How many games are Ed and you gonna go to this season at Dodger Stadium?
8: Me? How many games am I gonna go to?
4: Ed and you going to? How many?
8: Oh, um about as many as we went to last season, too. That, that, that's all you go to? Wow. Well, we're still recovering from our post COVID doldrums, right? Laura, as you we re- go, let's talk on a high note UCLA Brewing basketball. How about oh, that? Yeah. Oh, get Fred Mick fired Cronin. up. It's his favorite coach. Come on, Laura.
4: <laughs> Laura, it's uh, Mick Cronin's not going to get him when it matters. That's my opinion. He blew the North Carolina chance last year in the Sweet 16. They would have 12 banners now at Pauley Pavilion if some other coach. Have been doing his job and uh that's my thought on, on well, maybe McCullough.
8: he read your letter to the editor in the LA Times if he <laughs> listens to you. So there you go. Where's Jim Harris when you need him? All right.
4: Laura, as usual, great job on Sports Overnight America. We'll definitely do this again. And uh we are going to get together, uh, Ed and you and uh, Sandy and me in the near future in a week that's or so and thing. we shall talk about that. Laura, thanks for appearing tonight.
8: Thank you. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye to Bye bye.
4: My friend Laura Snuff, back with more on Sports Overnight America.
1: and you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equals healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
0: Do you own a timeshare? Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now.
3: Cancel your timeshare now. With a free call. 800 824 5131. 800 824 5131. 800 824 5131. That's 800 824 5131.
4: Hey, thank you, Laura Snow, for appearing again on Sports Overnight America. And uh, there's so much to talk about as far as Trevor Bauer is concerned. I don't think a team's going to touch him. I think uh, collusion's going to be the case. And uh, again, I don't know why the Dodgers would have. Think, thought about signing him in the first place. All right, Monday night, NFL, Dallas, about a two, two-and-a-half point favorite on the road against Tampa Bay. Mr. Mark Mancini, the world's worst sports handicapper, who do you like in this one? Well, first of all, I had my Super Bowl. The Skins took the Cry Boys out
2: this past Sunday, and I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, you can run all day on Big D. They can't stop the run. They don't play four quarters. I like to go to get to the NFC championship game, don't bet against Brady. Brady's much better than Dak Prescott any day of the week.
4: Art Source, you played uh, for the Rams. Uh, Any thoughts about uh, the Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay?
7: Well, you know, I mean, everybody's been talking up Dak, and I I haven't seen a whole lot out of him the last seven or eight weeks. A lot of interceptions, a lot of pick sixes. Um, They got to go in. They're an AstroTurf team playing on a very wet field. Down in Tampa Bay. I, I I like the home underdog in this game. I'm gonna go with Mark. I know that's really tempting the fates and the gods, but, but I'm going with him here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the two points. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I'm gonna say something like 24, 19. I'll take Tampa Bay and the GOAT to pull off the big upset on super wild
4: card weekend. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other as far as who's gonna win. I think it's going to go over them. I just have a hunch. Uh, Mike Evans was sick last week, didn't catch a pass. Uh, he's not going to be sick this Monday. Uh, and, and Tony Pollard didn't uh, play up to par last week. Usually these uh, very talented players have a comeback week in front of them. So I, I, I think it's going to be more than the 43. I can see it uh, going like over 50 points between these two. And I think Monday night on ESPN will be exciting to watch As all weekend. Of right, course. Can I ask That's you a good question? It. Yes.
7: What, what did you think of uh, Brandon Staley not not playing Mike Williams uh, in the, in last week in the last game of the regular season?
4: All I can say is, let's go Brandon <laughs> for Mario for Art for <laughs> I love for Mark. it. <laughs> I'm Fred. Stay tuned all night long for more of Sports Overnight America.